know, to get to get your input really just going forward of you know my new situation and and where we've come from you know, yeah. the original program to now really yeah so i guess uh, you know as a as a good place to start where like maybe just kind of catch me up how things have evolved since you know the core of the the blueprints now you've had you know n- a number of months to kind of evolve things and change things yeah because i mean it all sort of started in the the lockdown period didn't it and it was mm-hmm. I just think it was just, it was amazing just having that time to first of all have someone's input from the outside because um, when you're in the moment you're just on the wheel so to speak aren't you and if you if you like I was saying mm-hmm. to you before is that you know, you'd rate yourself off I'm busy then I must be doing stuff well and when you stop you think oh, okay well I'm just I'm just busy and I, I definitely wanted to change up uh, what we did so yep. definitely it changed my whole structure of um, like my coaching within the academy before I just had this masses of input of, of, of people that wanted to come and have coaching over the, over the mm-hmm. years, which is a, is a, is a, is a great problem to have, but it was just this thing where you're just getting so many different people coming and you're offering, trying to offer lots of different things. And then really you just lose your way as, as in, well, where do I want to go as a coach? What type of person mm-hmm. do I need to, do I want to work with? And that was one of the things we talked about, wasn't it? It was trying to find your ideal customer. And really what the thing I came back to was I wanted the goal-driven, committed learner. Now mm-hmm. I know it's a lot. Of, a lot of the people I was dealing with were more um, the elite players, but there's still a lot of you know of club golfers that come, county, international, a real mixed bag. But it yep. was to try to get okay. Well, the person I want to deal with is is the person who knows what they want to do, and they're totally committed to that process. So that's really mm-hmm. the big change. Um, was what I did then was filter a lot of my clients out to um, the other pros in my academy, so they their mm-hmm. diaries got busier. But there was also a little bit of a, a system where they, if they came in at a newer level, they'd, they'd spend time with uh, my other pros first and then eventually okay. work their way through into potentially spending time myself if they were, you know, at that sort of committed level really more than anything else. So that Perfect. was, that was, that was huge, you know, just having that. Um, and you positioned system. yourself as this kind of uh, pinnacle of, of coaching, right, within your core group. The pricing structure was different. The offer was different once they reached you. They had to qualify, right, to be up at your level. So these are all good things for credibility and just kind of perceived value and, and all of that. Yeah, and that was that was the thing, you know, uh, increased my, my tariffs and mm-hmm. didn't see any drop off at all. If anything, the demand got higher. Um, I put in the programs. I got rid of that a la carte. Um, I think one of the things you looked at on my website originally was there was just lots of different things that you could have coaching wise whereas what i did eventually was actually just get people more into programs right so very much they were buying into time with me more quality um they were they were making a commitment i was making a commitment as a coach which just worked so much better and then i involved um a lot more experts in uh, psychology and um, strength and conditioning nutrition to, to almost build this team around whoever i was coaching whether that was the guy who was an aspiring single figure golfer or whether it was someone trying to go on and, and sort of play on tour. So yep. that worked much better having that more high performance environment um, where people really you know, could see the extra value that we were offering. And, and, was, then, and then did you find that? Cause obviously I talked a lot about that collaborative uh, mm-hmm. offer, right? Yeah. And so I'm really happy to hear you say that you brought it in. Uh, was it, did you find it tricky to negotiate the the pricing with the other pros or did you kind of find it a pretty smooth process to kind of bring it together and have everybody win? 
Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty smooth process. It was, okay. it was lucky enough that it was in the middle of lockdown, so I just had time to have right. meetings and, and talk about how it was going to work. And I spoke to a number of different people to see right which one's the best fit for myself and my clients. And then eventually, we just all put it all through Coach Now. So it was, I, I set them up in the in the team section or the group section, uh-huh. and we had sports psychology, we had a nutrition section, we had a S and C section. So. They would be posting into there. They would, the client would then be having this interaction with um, the other experts. I could see the interaction. The other mm-hmm. experts could see the interaction that I was doing, whether it was a skill building or a practice methods or whatever it may be. And then it was just so slick because it was all just done to the coach now profile. Cool. And when selling these programs, was there a, a minimum monthly commitment? Kind of how to structure the, the financial side for the athlete? Yeah, so there was a uh, there was a, a minimum monthly commitment, and it was a three month commitment as well. Okay. So they, they they couldn't really, um, you know, the, the whole point was most people had to stay on for three months so that we could mm-hmm. see the progression, rather than having them dip in for a month and then oh I'll come back to it in another few months time. It was like we'll have a three month commitment. Everyone who went on the program uh, on site stayed on it, and then I offered offered that online as well, and that was I think okay. one of the big game changers was having that sort of service online i don't as far as i can see but there wasn't lots of people having that sort of that much detail online no and i've uh, encouraged it but and it said it was possible because it it you'll stand apart if you bring other experts in and you this you know all-star team because then you're not location dependent or even time dependent right to where yeah. you could have a, a physio in california a mental trainer in japan and everybody could still do what they need to do yeah Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's exactly how it worked. It was it was quite seamless, really, because once we initially put them into the profile, and we I put like a welcome uh, video there, so everyone knew what was going on. Perfect. And then uh, the experts were then sort of chipping in in their uh, sections, and it just worked really seamlessly. A lot of the interaction was organised by them, and I could just then see the recordings they'd done. Um, so yeah, that was the was the big one. I think bringing that online was really the thing that took it to the next level. So I, I was always doing a, a, a decent amount of online prior to lockdown. So I was quite mm-hmm. lucky that when it came, I was like, oh, okay, I've just got this here. And it was, it was just ready to go. And then people just went into it and it was quite seamless. And, and now because people have learned to learn in a different manner, they just carried on. Yeah. So even though they can come on site, a lot of people, oh, I really enjoyed the online, you know, uh, online support and I want to carry on with it. And when you bring in the other experts as well, one of the, I've been you know, talking a lot about recently is kind of this adjustment from lesson coaching to what we call connected coaching, right? Mm-hmm. So lessons, obviously time and location dependent, kind of a lower ticket, low tech, uh, and you're not going to make nearly as much money, right? So we've done a bunch of surveys yeah. and it's somewhere between like 30 and maybe 60,000 US, right? Mm-hmm. And then you evolve into coaching, which is a great long-term development plans, kind of minimal commitments, but it's still one stream of income. You're time for money. It's just a little bit more leveraged in the sense that uh, you're getting people to buy in, but you're still having to show up and do everything, whether it's online or remote, Mm -hmm. but then this kind of connected coaching stages, multiple streams of income. And in your case, right, you're now creating with other professionals so that you can be the one that creates this framework. But when you bring in other professionals, like that's the most rudimentary way to scale your time because they're delivering value while you're sleeping. Yes. And 
they're pushing this program forward, yet you're not even participating. You're participating when, when it's you. A super bare bones way to go from just exchanging time for money to then collaborating and bringing other people. You had evolved there, it sounds like, earlier though, because you had staff underneath you that were then kicking up, I'm assuming, you know, percentage of what they're making to you, or you had some sort of exactly. financial arrangement, right? Yeah. So, so you, you've, you've had all these kind of steps in place already, which yes. is great, right? So let me ask you this, just from a, from a, a statistic standpoint, you don't have to give the exact uh, financial figures, but just like a percentages, right? Mm-hmm. So how much time do you think that you're saving on a weekly basis? And how much do you think your overall income has gone up on a percentages? Yeah, well, I looked at this, um, the, the online went up tenfold. So that was, that was the big jump because that was okay. always, it was always a presence, but it was always something that was in the background. It was on my website, mm-hmm. but I probably wasn't promoting it uh, as freely as I should have been at that particular time because I was very busy on site and I was mm-hmm. okay. Well, it was that classic time for money. I, I, I'm flat out with my on-site coaching. I haven't really got the time to do all this online. Whereas now there's definitely been more shift into that where the return is a lot better in relation to the time you're spending on it. Great. Uh, so that was the big growth. And then I'm probably spending, uh, when I looked at it, it's about 25% less time coaching. And I've made about a 30% growth in the income. So Beautiful. it's quite a, quite a big shift. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of that was um, increasing tariff, um, yep. moving more players to other coaches and then having yep. Uh, a commission system so that obviously they benefited my client benefited because they weren't waiting around to potentially get in with me and they could get what they, what they needed mm-hmm. uh, so it was sort of like a win-win situation really well I'm really uh, I don't want I, I don't know if proud's the right word but I'm just really happy to hear that you've taken action on all these things it can be daunting and you can always make the excuse that I don't have enough time and I've, I've got to do all these things but it's really cool to hear that you how should I put this? That you kind of allocated the time appropriately in your own life to then set these things up so that you can have a little bit more automation, you can have a little more leverage, you can have streams of income. And in yeah. lot, you're probably making money, uh, or actually, in fact, making money and you're not directly involved, which is perfection. I mean, that's what you want. Yeah. And I think that was that was the big shift as well. As, what, as I said to you before, my big thing was, oh, if I'm busy, then that's, that's good. Whereas mm-hmm. now it's, I've got this extra time where I can spend it in the right things, where there's more time at home life or socially, you know, play some golf or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. or just having time to step out and have that half a day a week where I can plan more stuff going forward for, yep. for my clients as well, you know, and just, you know, have to spend time on extra programming and putting extra detail in for them, which is one of the next things that I've sort of been working on the last sort of few months, especially in preparation for the next steps. Yeah. So talk, talk me through, man. Cause it wasn't that long ago. I made an email intro to Cameron and then you did the rest and you're moving to yeah. Texas in like a few weeks or something. Yeah. So we're, we're flying across on the 13th to middle of, middle of November. Uh, wow. And then there'll be a little bit of a settling period for the first few days. And then I'll uh, arrive at Altus then about five or six days after that and, and spend some time with the guys there. I'm just really excited about the whole yeah. You know, just the, lear- the learning environment, you know, hopefully mm-hmm. adding some, some great value f- for them, but really spending time with people who are at the top of the game is, is going to be fantastic for, for my own development, which is then going to benefit my clients as well. 
Yeah. So, so I was under the impression, and this is my, my own uh, ignorance, I guess. So I was assuming, you know, you'd, you'd plug right into what Cameron's already got going, but it sounds like you might have a little bit more freedom, a little more autonomy, bring your own uh, offers to them and your own structures to them. So maybe walk me through a little bit of what you know so far about the freedom, and then that'll help us understand what, what kind of creativity we can bring to the, to the project. Yeah. Well, I think on the, um, it's all going to be sort of high, high performance uh, coaching. It'll be a mix of um, the club golfers at Trinity and Old American. It will be the um, collegiate golfers, uh, aspiring juniors who are working, who want to work up into potentially getting college scholarships. Um, so it's going to be a real you know, mix of, of players, which is going to be exciting. But I think you've got the really, again, committed goal-driven learners who are coming mm-hmm. to that facility because of, what the guys in Cameron Altus have, have created. Mm-hmm. Um, so from, from what I can gather, it's, it's very much, you know, you, you're going to bring your own slant on things, but there's definitely um, a culture and ethos that runs through that um, right. coaching academy, which is fantastic because that was one of the things when I spoke to, to Cameron and Corey uh, originally was I just loved the way they went about it. Um, yeah. Very, very detailed, um, but not a one size fits all type of coaching, which I don't believe in. Um, mm-hmm. There's definitely like a, a structure that runs through it and a framework, but it's not like everyone's got to swing the same way and everyone's got to be right. the same, which I think is what sort of definitely uh, was the big attraction from, for myself towards that academy. And then spending time with those guys is, is going to be fantastic. And I know Andrew and Nick are uh, top coaches as well. Yeah. And then, Corey and Cameron or uh, their expertise with dealing with, you know, the, the 1% of the 1%, isn't it? It's, it's going to be exciting. Yeah. So I know they're function over form, they're data informed mm. and they're not make it look a way and play a certain way. And uh, the, the interesting part I always find about them is obviously Jordan is a big representation of how the world mm-hmm. sees Cameron. But if you looked a little bit deeper, literally one level deeper, that whole group is responsible for, so many wins across all the of golf. Yeah. Uh, yeah Rams, Sam's tournaments, yeah. all the different tours. And nobody really, I mean, I shouldn't say nobody. I mean, the, the those that know, know, but that's the group that really is that, that yeah. close of attention. Uh, I suppose it's hard to look past, you know, the, the sort of the poster boys, so to speak. And I think yeah. you get, as you said, I probably even myself have researched a lot more deeply and just having the conversations, very privileged to have the conversations with, with the guys there and, and seeing the amazing work they're doing, you know, at the levels underneath and, and this constant development of the players onto the, onto, we're going to see a lot more of them over the next few years from yeah. what I can see. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of juniors, a lot of college players. So as you're, as you're stepping in, you're going to follow their methods of doing things obviously a lot of flexibility, which I get, you can bring your yeah. own, your own personality. Talk me through, understand about the business relationship that you're going to have with them so that we can think about what you might write with that kind of entrepreneurial mindset, what you can bring to them. So I will control, uh, ultimately I'll control my own diary. Uh, there's definitely okay. commit to their junior program. Uh, so we'll, we'll be taking um, some of the players away to play in, um, the junior events 
uh, preparing okay. them. So I think from what I can gather, that a lot of that will be done with myself um, and Nick, potentially Andrew. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll we'll be working on taking those those kids away, preparing them for tournaments. There's then the on-site programs as well, um, where where kids will come in and prepare for certain events. So there's mm-hmm. there's a commitment there to that program. Okay. Uh, I'm sure and that's that, already uh, taken care of. Like he set the prices, you're just plugging exactly. in and getting paid for that, right? Okay. Totally. And then okay. you've got the and then you've got the Altus anywhere um, on yep. online. Yeah. So again, I've been having some inbounds for that over the last uh, few weeks, which is, which is amazing. Uh, oh, cool. That's you know that's been I can relate to that now because that's a lot of the stuff that I've, I've been doing over the last yep. sort of eighteen months, really since um, since COVID hit. And I know they have so, a pricing structure for that as well. Yes. So are you falling into those lines? You're not you're not dictating the, very, the cost. Very okay. much falling. Fall into that as well, and then okay. you've got your um, individuals uh, who who are ultimately um, buying into to time with you, uh, okay. whether that's on a, a, a small amount of time, maybe once a month. Uh, but I've, I've having conversations already with some clients, uh, which is upcoming clients having zooms and just trying to get some preparation. So when I got do it. a live, I'm really clear on what they're doing, and that's one of the, the things that I've, I've been able to do um, with the games of the coach now is when I'm setting up the performance sections through the through the, the group, mm-hmm. uh, the team part of, of coach now is having a questionnaire in there straight away. So Great. I'm collecting all the information via Google Forms, um, how they rate their game, information about their movements, any restrictions, what their goals are, short term, long term. So it's all that prep which is done prior. Whereas before okay. that first 30 minutes or 40 right. minutes of your session could be discussing that. But yeah. I think it's great to have it down in black and white and we can always re- refer back to those, that information. Oh, absolutely. You got to have it in their words yeah. so that you can reference back, especially if they're yeah. unhappy with their, their progress. Totally. So with, so with those, that, with that information that I've had already from some of the um, inbounds from, from, from okay. Altus, it's allowed me to then, put potential programs in place um, time-wise um, okay. to structure. So, um, but a lot of it, again, I'm not quite sure because I've, I've got connections here with sports psychology, but I know the guys at Altus very much have their um, yep. experts as well, which is going to be cool. So I think as I settle into that, I'll cert- certainly, as I spend time with the guys, I'll know how that's going to work better. Okay. And are you anticipating trying to maintain relationships with those of people that you're currently working with? Or are you going to pass them all on to the, the team at your facility kind of have a fresh start with, with Altus? Yeah, I think in general, it'll be, it'll be a fresh start. Um, okay. What I would, would potentially do is offer the program that we have, the remote or on-site program with Altus, sorry, the um, remote coaching with, with Altus. I would then potentially yep. offer that to a lot of my okay. clients. So sure a lot of them, would, would take up on that to try to keep okay. contact and, and continue the relationship we've had. Cause a lot of these players I've worked with for long periods of time and developed yeah. them through from juniors to being, you know, County international and, and pros. So, and then also the club, yeah. the club golfers as well. So, so I, do I'd you rather, think... rather have the two running, I'd very much, you know, would use what Altus have for my clients. Okay. So do you think, I guess from your existing clientele, if you had to kind of ballpark it out of a hundred percent chart, right? How much mm-hmm. do you think the existing clientele will contribute to your overall uh, income? No, we're going to use their programming, their pricing, 
if you kind of had to ballpark it, if you maintain those relationships, how meaningful are they when it comes to the, the yeah. It's, I suppose it's a hard one to really put a figure on it. I mean, if it was even, you know, 10 or 15%, which carried on in, a, in an onlo- on, online, yep. that would be really good. I would, I would be more okay. than happy. With I mean, I mean, 10%, I think, would be would be quite substantial. Because um, okay. bear in mind, I'm going to have the commitments to, you know, my on-site coaching yep. as well. I want to make sure that um, I just hit it running, really, and try to make a, an impact early doors. Right. So I think you have to kind of ask yourself that question. Is the 10% to the line of my time? Yes. Uh, Cause time is the thing we're always trying to not sell. <laughs> yeah. Right. And perhaps you can give them more modern opportunities that aren't direct interactions with you. So mm-hmm. that, uh, and one thing that we're building, it's not ready yet, but we are building the ability to schedule content that you right. can create a course, essentially like 30 days to better putting. And you could drip mm-hmm. out uh, a certain post every week or two or whatever you wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, so while it's not ready yet, that might be something for you to consider <clears throat> is to take some of these relationships, uh, that you want to maintain, but make them slightly more passive. Uh, yes. If, if the dollars and cents and the time making, making definitely, you know, computing. Yeah. Well, I think with the, with the Altus, um, anywhere, uh, program that would probably fit quite nicely. Okay. Uh, as you said, I don't really want to be ha- uh, having too much of my time at this stage facilitating that where mm-hmm. my focus is very much on trying to make an impact on site, uh, okay. initially. And trying to build up that client base and that reputation, uh, whereas here in, in sort of Wales, that's established. Uh, that's yeah. what I've been for a long period of time and, and worked with a lot of very nice players over that period of time. So when I go across there, it's fantastic to have this brand wrapped around you. Whereas yeah. if I True. maybe was, was sort of rocking up at a golf, a normal golf academy, that would be difficult. I would just, you know, be someone new starting. Whereas having the brand around you certainly is, is going to be a, a real uh, foot up. So do you anticipate, so that, that clarifies a little bit, right? So you have this 10 people that make the cut in your mind for whatever reason, uh, potentially the reason is because they would be a great fit into the Altus methodology, philosophy, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I think that makes a ton of sense uh, to then wrap them in because uh, hopefully it gives them more opportunities to be noticed or to just have other resources you weren't able to provide previously, uh, introductions to the replicas, Cameron and that team. Uh, if you don't know them, they probably do. And yeah. uh, whether it be a college team or a professional outlet or a sponsor or something like that. Uh, so I think that makes a, a, a ton of sense for sure. When it comes to controlling your own schedule, Considering you've got the junior program commitments, you've got a few Altus anywhere uh, going, you're probably going to stack that up a bit more. What, yeah. what are you looking at from uh, your own schedule that you're going to control? How many hours are you kind of setting aside for that? Um, well, I think initially I want to be trying to coaching uh, around about 25 to 30 hours a week. I think at the beginning, I want to make sure I've got some time to spend time shadowing to, to continue development rather than going into a 
flat out schedule. Does that uh, include the junior program, the 25 to 30 hours a week, or is that on top of the I, junior program? I think that would be the 30 hours would imagine would be with the junior program. Good. Because what I, what I, what I do want to do Spencer is just end up straight off the bat, um, being in this amazing facility and not having time to, to go shadow and, and spend yep. time with, with the other, with the other coaches and, and, and also just, you know, the, the general wealth of experience in Texas alone. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of experience around there. And I want to, I definitely want to have some time spending with, with many different experts in many different fields, really in high performance. Like, like I have here, I spent time with football clubs and rugby clubs, mm-hmm. just seeing how they interact with, as high performers. And certainly in America, there's, there's loads of those, you know, Dallas Cowboys are down the road yeah. and, you know, those sort of things and trying to make some sort of connections with high performers in all, in all different sports. Well, right now you're between, from what I'm gathering, you're between like 20 to 30 hours a week of coaching. Is that generally the right? Yes. Right. So then you've got all this extra learning time and family time. What you don't want to do is land at Altus and then turn that into uh, 40 to 45 to 50 hours a week of work. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and work, I would categorize still as shadowing. It's all the things dedicated to your career versus. Yes. Yeah family time and other commitments that you might have, especially moving to a place and getting to know it and, and trying to, there's your, your kids are obviously going to have some transitional challenges. You guys have some transitional challenges. So you don't want to walk right a firestorm yeah. and burn out. Yeah. I think that's the thing is that initially that first sort of six months is yeah. having time to help them settle as well. Cause you know, you yeah. got your commitment as a, as a father and a, and a husband as well, isn't it? To, yeah. to make sure they're there. As much as I'd love to just throw myself into it, which which I'm going to, I'm still going to make sure I got, I've got time for for them to settle and you know get them into a school and into sports clubs and all the other things that go alongside it. So it's it's that it's that balancing act. So that's why I think I really want to try to make sure I get the most impact whilst getting the balance correct. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's going to be really important. And I, when I spoke to Cameron, and I've known Cameron a long time, yeah, I don't know where he is now. I'm assuming it's better, but I know early on in his uh, ascension to being really well known, the work life balance was was something difficult for him to manage because he was mm-hmm. the demands on his time were really high, going to tournaments and uh, eventually then having uh, being on the Golf Channel or Golf Digest or anything yeah. other stuff that he's done. So. He, huge amount of time away from growing his core business as well as just uh, spending time with family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to imagine given his success and his willingness to hire on more people that that's a little bit less now, which I, I hope I haven't talked to him directly about it, but that's the big thing for you, given that you've got currently a pretty dialed in lifestyle. It's maybe not the yeah. career position that they want to be in, but Really important to make sure your lifestyle doesn't take a big hit. Yeah, yeah, well, I doubt. I think that's the. Um, it, it, it's it was so exciting because I, I want to keep moving forward. Hence why I'm I'm making this step. I, I was you know wh- where we are here. We've you know, we've got this beautiful life, and it is sometimes you know we've got a, a hundred reasons never to move. Mm-hmm. But then there's this amazing opportunity, and we're all embracing it. You know the, the kids and, and 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 my wife as well. We want to experience something new, and and to be able mm-hmm. to work, you know, in that environment is is particularly special. So, you know, I, I've got to understand that. Yes, they, uh, I think initially I've, I've definitely got to uh, throw myself into it. And, but then I think as it settles, uh, and I get a better idea of um, where 
uh, how best to spend my time to, yeah. to maximize spending time with the right type of client, which I think is, is what you're going to get there anyway, with the looks of it. Um, it will balance out, I'm sure, over the first six months. Yeah. And I, and I, I harp on this a little bit, just my experience running coach now and, and just being in the trenches for so long and you get excited and then you just kind of work, 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 work. And then eventually <laughs> you just fall apart and yes. uh, then life catches up and then you eventually have a kid, <laughs> yeah. your car gets smashed too, and all this other stuff happens. And then <laughs> and here we are. Like, yes. <laughs> you got to pause. Right. So, yeah. I, and I'll kind of preach this always and always, especially to people uh, like yourself, you know, who are becoming good friends of mine and who I respect a great deal is to just put yourself first. And, and more of what I mean by that is put you and your family first and yeah. your health for your mental health, your physical health and the career second. Cause if all that stuff's dialed in, then you're going to be really firing on all cylinders when it comes to spending time with Altus and, and building that side of the business. Yeah. Perfect. And I think that that was really where I went in this conversation was, was to say, okay, well, I'm, I don't want to go into a situation where it's like 60 hours a week and I'm just no. churning. I, I want it to be really quality, really impactful so that the time I do spend with my clients, they're getting the absolute most out of it rather than standing like I did probably certainly two or three years ago where yeah. I would coach all day, you know, 12 hours, just, you know, just keep going and going and going. And I always would give my all to the clients. But then when I get home, we'd be, you know, fall asleep and sit on the sofa, can hardly have a conversation because you're so sort of burnt out by giving everything to, to your clients for the day. Yeah. So it's, it's that's why one of the things like, right, how do I structure this best to really get, you know, the most impact while, you... while, still, while still getting the balance? Absolutely. And when it comes to those individual uh, folks that you're working with, do you, are you, and I, I think I've asked this, but maybe I didn't get the clear clarity I needed. Are you completely of the price that you set for that other audience or you have to fall within a price tier so that you're not outpricing Cameron and others? Exactly. No, I, you fall within a, a, okay. a bracket. Um, so you, you know, you've got Cameron and Corey and then um, Nick, uh, Andrew and myself, then we'll all be the same. Okay. So, so you can't go in there and say, Hey, athlete one, I'll coach you for three months and it'll be $10,000. You can't do that. No. Okay. All right. So you are, <laughs> you are, you are ha not hamstring, but you are uh, limited in some of the things that you can offer. Uh, yeah. That's a good thing for me to understand because I am confident with that tell with the right offer uh, and the right collaborative experience from other professionals I'll be charging a lot. And to be clear, I don't know what Cameron's charging these days has everything's changing. So yeah. we don't need to talk the exact dollars because that's kind of sensitive information anyway. Yeah. But I guess the then walk me through what kind of freedom you think you might have when it comes to the structure of what you're delivering, right? So you've got the price, yeah. you've got, they're all about long-term coaching and minimal commitments. I do know that. What kind of things do you feel like you might want to offer that you have questions about? I think uh, one of the things that potentially I could see working well is because a lot of the learners are going to be certainly potential collegiate players, there's, there's going to be a lot of time. So a lot of those players will end up in the programs anyway. So they'll be part of that and then maybe have an individual as well. But, but I potentially see from some of the conversations I've had how I could bring a lot of these together in a group environment. Okay. And then would be potentially almost the same charge, but combined so yes. you're there a lot of additional um 
income whilst creating this really cool competitive environment okay uh, which is what I've always done with um sort of my elite squad of kids which is like my 12 best players which we work mm-hmm. with and we'd, we'd have people like Mark Bull come in and we'd have a sports yep. psychologist come in and and that was always good because you brought them all together they all paid their individual and then obviously your your hourly then is is is, is much more uh, increased but you they're also getting something out of it as well because of yeah. the structuring of it so that potentially could be um where it would work better where i could get spend less time get more quality whilst getting the most out of uh, my 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 income yeah and i think that's exactly right i don't again i haven't talked to cameron directly about this kind of stuff in quite some time but i think the there's obviously a ton of evidence to validate that group coaching is the most mm. leveraged way if you are going to exchange time for money in the traditional sense which you still are a little bit uh with this yeah. opportunity that is the most leveraged way to do it additionally i guess what i would is instead of making it a straight uh come to the clinic and it's this much i'm assuming you're going to do more of like hey you're joining this club it's yeah. much per month uh, that's absolutely the way to do it. And then in addition, one of the ways that you can take the burden off yourself is putting all those kids into a group. So each kid has their individual space. They're yeah. also in a group. Yes. And then when you're not with them, you're fostering that, that community, whether it's eight kids, 12 kids, hundred kids, whatever it is. Uh, also those kids can be grouped by level. Uh, that yeah. can be up to you, right. And you can do a belt system or a handicap system, however you want. They're maybe paying different prices. They're maybe getting different content and different access points, but you three different, just as a sake of an argument, right? You could have three different groups, 10 each. So you're coaching a total of 30 kids, even within those groups though, of, uh, let's say nine kids for better math, uh, you could have groups of three. So you could split them into little pods. And yes. I I've seen a ton of evidence to validate, take a group. Yes, but then mm-hmm. split them into smaller groups. You're not changing the financial commitment on their end, but what you're doing is you're increasing the internal competitiveness and the team dynamic within this yeah. group, right? So when I was coaching at the academy once upon a time, I would be coaching eight day in and out. One of the things that we didn't do, uh, and I, I wished I had known about this or maybe even had come up with it at the point, was doing exactly what I'm talking about is splitting those into smaller pods yeah. because keep each other accountable. So what you can do within coach now, again, you have them all in a space or sorry, they have, they're all individual spaces. Oh, Mark, did I lose you? Oh, I think I lost you, buddy. I'm there. No worries. That happens. So uh, what I was saying is you take this larger, this mid-sized yes. group, 10 kids, split them into smaller groups. And what I was getting to is that every kid should have their own space still, yes, for their own development, yes. their own note-taking and some top secret things we're working on in the background at revolving recruit. I can't talk too much about, but we're going to just like blow the lid off of that space pretty soon. Yeah, um, okay. But what it ends up doing is that these kids really push each other. There's a, there's a, yeah. there's a deeper level of accountability when you put the kids into a smaller group. Mm-hmm. And they're a part of a larger group that they're then competing against, right? So it's, you have these three on three matches. Uh, what I've seen happen in the past is 
uh, one kid calling on another kid, like, Hey, you weren't at practice today. What happened? Or, Hey, we're getting fired up. Let's go to practice. Let's do this, this, and this, so we can beat that tomorrow. Yeah. So you create these internal team challenges, these skills challenges. So from a functionality standpoint or a structure standpoint, you could do it a number of ways. Again, everyone has their own space. You create a group where N kids are in group A. Yeah. Then you could have a channel that is specific to the micro groups or the pod that only they're able to see uh, because yeah. in coach now in the groups, you can have private channels. So yeah. you could have a private channel that's just for those three kids and yourself and maybe a collaborative coach. And then they're also a part of the larger group, which is, Hey, practices on this day. Uh, I want you to watch this video. Uh, first one to video themselves making a putt from 50 feet doesn't have to do push-ups tomorrow or whatever it might be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or ends a free something, something, something. Yeah. So those are some of the things that I've seen work really well. And I think they're highly leveraged. But if you do it in the way that I'm describing, a lot of the retention mechanisms, and I'm just strict speaking, not training wise, but strictly business wise, taken away from you because if we if you do it right, the kids are pushing each other. Yes. And you're not hundred percent responsible for all the content, all the driving mm -hmm. they're pushing. So it still falls in this connected coaching model that we are always pitching where charge monthly or annually or whatever it might be, but create opportunities for others to push themselves forward and or content to push them forward so that you don't always have to be, you know, directly exchanging that time. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, th I think that's where I'd really like to do, I mean, regardless of, how much more leverage that is i just think that's the way to do it anyway um mm -hmm. is to create that competitive environment where you've got this sort of team aspect but they're all uh, competing individually as well so it'll be yes. i think that i think that's something like that's one of the things i want to take across that i've sort of been doing something similar here for for okay. a few years and that's worked really well and exactly like what you said there is that i coach all those kids individually and then i've got this coach now space where they're all in it but there was 12 mm. of them so it wasn't much split into small pockets that's quite a cool thing i definitely would would try um but that worked really well because as i said you could just see the chat back and forth yep. and then you could put to all of them and it, it created it created a retention because no one really wanted to leave because they, just, they really enjoyed it yes and so what i might said, suggest is that you don't coach any of them individually and that, that would right. be kind of an aggressive stance to take take but I've seen other coaches do that where it's mm -hmm. all actually a supervised practice structure yes. and you're setting up the challenges, the games, yeah, what have you. Uh, but when you're working with the kids, you're never going, Hey, I'm going to set aside an hour for you, an hour for you, an hour for you. That's not how it works. Mm -hmm. It's always in the group dynamic, but when yes. you move them into smaller groups and th these three are over here working on their bunker game, these three are over here working on their driving. Yeah. Right? Then what you do is you can still go into their individual. I'm not saying they shouldn't have their individual ways to track their own progression and their own kind of private chat with you, mm. but you're capturing a quick video. You're pulling the other kids in to look over your shoulder and like, Hey, this is what I'm noticing you then, And then you move to the next kid but you're not necessarily committing an individual time with them yes. because I think you can still get the point across. They can still improve just as fast, mm -hmm. but you're not necessarily then sucking 
more of your time, right? I, I'm not necessarily doing it perfectly, but I've seen it work. Okay, and the kids, at least the, the ones that I've seen do it really well, they basically have, if you're looking at the, the KPI, right? The key performance indicator of yeah. the program, it's to get recruited. That's how all these things work. Yeah. I've seen programs work like this where a hundred percent of the kids get recruited and like 90 something of them go to D1s. Well, okay. you, you have to keep the program small enough yes. and, and uh, high ticket enough. So this is where I would encourage you to have conversations with Cameron because the yes, programs cool. I've seen do really well are annual payments and you go, you, you, cause Cameron has the crop of kids in the family. I mean, yes. there's plenty of money around uh, these, yeah. these places. So what I've seen work is here's what we're going to do. Here's how it's all going to work inside of coach. Now here's your whole resume that you're building, right? You can create this whole sales pitch and you're, you're obviously well adept to do this, Yeah. but it's $10,000 for the year. And the reason and get- I would advocate for a yearly price versus a monthly yeah. price is because then right away you've got this bankroll, you've yeah. got the commitment for the year you and Cameron and team can then use that, let's say $250,000 right away and deploy that into resources, training, special events, whatever it is. So I would, I would advocate working with Cameron to create this really competitive team centric, small group within a small, within a medium sized group approach, but charge annually instead of monthly. Okay. Uh, and if you do charge annually, then you can, you can structure it in a way that what we do for software sales, where you could say it's 10 grand for the year, but if you decide to break it into three payments, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 It's like, then it's thousand. slightly more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right? Not a ton, but slightly. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that you anchor the annual price, but you yeah. offer payment plans to get there. It's a yes. Different strategy than saying just pay month by month. Okay. Because the yeah. month by month could still get you to 10 grand, but if you position it as a higher ticket and then offer payment plans to get there, it just kind of has a different psychological effect on people and it's a kind of a different taste. And it yeah. gets a, a deeper level of commitment uh, from these families to say, yeah, I'm going to give this a year. That's really the only way we're going to know. I don't, I'm not going to give mm-hmm. this a month and see and, and have any evidence to prove this. Yes. So when you look at these boarding academies, that's exactly how they do it. IMG, it's a fat check up front yeah. and or a financing plan, but it's not, hey, come for a month and we're going to pay month by month. That's not how it works. Yeah. So you're getting the commitment then, which is again, going back to what I said, is that is that's the type of learner I want to work with. And I think if you really add in that value into it, that they are getting a lot of bang for their buck anyway, plus this incredible competitive environment, which I, which I know that they, they're doing a lot of these things anyway. Right. I would just think about how I could work it with my particular clients, as you said, whether that's just purely on a team basis and there's no individual or it's an added extra. And it's like, look, guys, you know, I'm, I'm only going to work with 12 people here, but this is what you're going to get and the, and the program's there. And that's really what I want to do when I go in there is have these very um, you know, structured programs that offer, you know, sort of great learning and competitiveness from the word go. Yep. Yeah. And I think if you supplement, let me, let me say this. If you can, 
deflect the question that will come up that would say, well, what about a one hour lesson? If you can deflect that to say, well, the data doesn't validate that a one hour lesson is going to get you any better. Mm-hmm. What does is this competitive environment, building skills and testing those still skills constantly amongst your peers is what's ultimately going to get you to run the course and take your game to wherever you want to take it. So I would yeah. encourage you to do just a little bit of research, come up with some data points uh, that can back that up. And then additionally, you say you're going to get all sorts of extra support through coach now. So even when we're not together, there's going to be opportunities for swing analysis uh, amongst you know, delivered from me. There's also going to be opportunities for you guys to learn from each other. I want you all break each other's swings because that's going to be a great way for you to learn what a, what a coach is for and what a technical pieces are looking for. Uh, we're going to have challenges and games and all these other things, even when we're not together. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I just would strongly advocate that in this junior scenario, that a one-on-one time isn't even an upsell option. Because what's going to end up happening is that you're going to get a lot of people trying to buy that upsell and you're going to say, well, I don't have enough time for you, but I do have enough time for you. It ends up being a time for money exchange and it doesn't necessarily benefit them any more than what you're capable of doing. I think, uh, in a small group scenario and what of a remote, you know, connected scenario that that's my, my pitch anyway. No, I think that's I think that's awesome, and that's sort of very similarly to sort of ha- how I was seeing it. I think it, 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 I can see that being a real winning formula, without a doubt. You know, for the student and and for myself as you know for my business. Yeah, and I think you just have to you have to go in there, understanding what concessions you're willing to make and what kind of hills you're going to die on. Yeah, and you know, as an example, I I I don't back down much of anything uh, when it comes to way to structure it. Or even in this case, right. I was hesitant to do this call, but I I structured it in such a way that I feel like created more leverage. So it wasn't just a one-to-one exchange. There was benefits. And I think that's what you always want to be looking for because it's so easy to get sucked into the trap of the one hour lesson or the two hour (laughs) training session. Yes. That might be appropriate for camp and Jordan, because mm-hmm. it is the most in-depth, intense thing you're ever going to see. But for these juniors, there's, and, and Cameron and Corey probably have the data here, but there's probably a bunch of other studies that would back this up to say, you create a competitive environment where yeah. the technical pieces are being monitored. The, uh, you know, results and data are being monitored through TrackMan or other combine kind of things you don't need to be standing on the range critiquing somebody's swing for an hour yeah. uh, and charging for that. You can pull someone no. aside for 10 minutes for sure, but it's just more of don't pigeonhole yourself into this thing that uh, could bite you later. No. And I, I think that's exactly how I see it as, as going forward on this is what I've been trying to do the last year really is, is a lot of it is based around practice, you mm-hmm. know, and understanding how to structure their practice and finding their formula rather than necessarily being a swing coach yes. where okay, you know an 18 handicapper comes in and you've got to start changing things in his setup and his swing but a lot of the players that i'm working with or want to be working with yes you're going to have to keep on top of things and make sure yep. that i said the kpis are being done but really more it's about right how is this kid practicing how is he getting the best out of his or her practice 
Are they putting themselves under pressure? Are they creating, you know, some sort of you know, um, consequence to what they're doing? And yep. those are the things that I think, well, that would be a really cool environment, which I know these guys are doing anyway. But yep. it's just from, from my um, personal point of view, going across there, that was probably, I was seeing a bit more of a, a niche that, and that, that way, really, rather than, okay, there's another guy coming across who's a swing coach and knows track man and all those things, which is an important part of it. But I would see it as more becoming this game training sort of environment, yes. getting these kids prepped. So they, they, when they practice, they're, if they practice for 30 minutes, they're getting more out of their 30 minutes than they were getting out of three hours before. So that was really, I was sort of like, was going to ask you like, oh, do you think that would be a good avenue? Because I love 100%. that. I love that way. I know Corey, well, Corey Ankem and all the guys there, obviously I've read Corey's book and it's, you know, it's, it's very good doing that's around, isn't it? Getting them, getting the best of your practice and you know, maximizing the time you have. Yeah. And I think if, if, if I were to come out there six months from now, right, what I would love to see is all the kids when they're actually warming up on the range, they've got their phones behind them uh, and, or uh, mir using mirror vision in connection with coach now, where you can kind of live stream your phone onto your tablet, something like that. Yeah. Um, so that ultimately they have autonomy and a clear understanding of what they're working on. And the analysis piece is more of a, a way to have a shared understanding versus yeah. I'm going to just break down your whole motion and we're going to start over kind of thing. Definitely. And then from there, if you have this kind of pod approach, you're kind of empowering themselves, you're empowering a group to help each other, which I think is a, a really big deal where there may be catting for each other on every other hole, things like that to build up this kind of teamwork dynamic, but also clearly understanding how to communicate when it comes to playing at that level. Uh, then you've got all these different skills challenges and competitions, and you're running a, a monthly cup challenge. Whoever wins the most points during these practices, not only is it result optimized, but it's also behavior and character optimized. Like, Hey, you get extra points. Cause you're, a, you're not a jerk today. You were actually really super helpful in this case, whatever it might be, right. You find ways to incentivize the whole golfer, the whole person, rather than just the skills, yeah. uh, especially yeah. if they have eyes on playing at another level, doesn't matter how good you are, if you're a complete jerk, any of that. So you find a way to, to really reward that. And I think with all of with that and those constraints, then you just got to talk with Cameron and team to create a really compelling price that uh, front loads the, the group's revenue instead mm -hmm. of having to collect it month over month, you try to get some big checks up front, which I'm sure I'm, I'm, they're probably already doing that anyway, but that's just yeah, stuff yeah. that you want to come to the table with. Without a doubt. Yeah. And I think, like I said, a lot of this is that they're doing it uh, regardless. I'm just thinking of the added value for the kids that I'm encountering, but trying to create something where, okay, look, this is what they're doing here. This is running, this is like a weekly program that's there for an hour or once a month they're then going out for four hours and not necessarily like I'm walking around with them, but, but this is what we're setting today. As you said, you know, we're playing alternate holes, hole one, you're caddying for your partner, yep. hole two. I love that. That's a really, really cool idea to create this team environment, but also get them thinking properly as well, you know, and getting more analytical. So I think that yeah, would, I know they that do worst be... ball challenges over there. I know they do yeah. a lot of that, but it'd be like, exactly. I'm your caddy for this hole. We're going to throw the ball yeah. in the trees and we're going to talk through it as a caddy and a tour player would and come up with the best decision on 
you knowing you can hit the shot versus that you think you can hit that, you know, things, yeah. conversations like that. And I know in some, what we used to do at the Academy, I was at, uh, you'd all go play. You'd, you have three, you'd go play the first hole, whoever won the hole or ever lost the hole. Sorry. I had to carry everybody for the next hole. <laughs> right. So huffing around with three bags on their back, dishing out clubs and every hole, it was a, a different challenge. And obviously after eight holes, you don't want to be the one continually bags. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Consequence. So, I think you're definitely on the right track. I, I think you've, you've got some constraints, but I think Cameron and, and team are so yeah, thing that I, I would be surprised if they're not open to adjusting the, the financial side of whatever offers they have now. No, I think, you know, if Ernest, when I spoke to, um, to the guys, they're very much, you know, want to come in and, and sort of give some input and see how we can make what is an already world-class program even better. Yeah. So it's just sort of, again, this is why I just wanted this conversation with you. Okay, well, let's try to think a little bit sort of more outside the box rather than, as you said, just going over there and just churning out, you know, lots of coaching in an hour, which is what I don't really want to do. I want to, I want to sort of add real value to the program and, and to my clients and give them something different rather than just pure swing analysis or skills building. It's, it's yeah. more than that. At that level, it's the layers of performance are, are sort of so deep, aren't they? Absolutely. And I, I guess maybe the question I would ask as we kind of wrap up would be around content. So I think it's obvious that you've really done a great job increasing your output since uh, the blueprint started. You're on all the different channels. You're putting stuff out constantly. Uh, yeah. It's high quality stuff. I'm curious. And Cameron and, and Corey, I had this same conversation with them many years ago. They hired a videographer and they've just been yeah. exploding. Yeah. So where do you see yourself fitting into that? The second part of the question is, do you see yourself being able to your own uh, brand, you know, get to be Mark within the Altus world or is everything what I don't want for you, this is part and and what I don't want for you to fold into Altus and fade away. And if Mm -hmm. that, if the relationship for whatever reason doesn't match up, you've lost momentum. No, no. And I think in fairness to when I spoke to, to Cam and Corey about this was very much that I, I keep my, my handle, my social media. Okay. Now I would then be used in Altus for okay, their good. YouTube and, and for their promotion as well. So, I, I mean, I think that was really a cool forward thinking way of doing it is, is sort of adding what I, what I've got and then using that with Altus and vice versa. So we're all sort yeah. of helping promote, our business, you know, our, okay. our, our, our services. So yeah, that was, that was cool. I mean, cause that was one of the big things I was initially, I was, well, does that my sort of elite golf, golf coach handles that just disappear now because yeah. now Mark high performance coach at Altus, which, okay, that's cool. Cause that's going to be an amazing opportunity, but it, it seems from what I can gather that that will continue and be used alongside what Altus are doing, what we're doing within Altus. Good. Which is yeah. Cause I, great. I've seen it happen too often where, well, maybe, maybe not the way in the way that you're describing where you're already doing a lot and then you come in. But what I've seen a lot is coaches that are a part of an existing group and they can't find a way to stand out. Mm-hmm. And then they get let go. There's a change in management. For whatever reason, they're no longer a part of that. And they're basically starting over. And yeah. uh, I don't want you to do all the hard work that you've put in and, and kind of put it on pause. And it sounds like that's not going to happen, which is great. 
So yeah, I'm really happy no, to hear yeah. that. I didn't think that would be the case, but I just wanted to advocate for your your own personal brand as you go forward. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think the work that we talked about, you know, in, in the Blueprint program, that was really beneficial looking at the funneling and the quality of what I did. And was there, when I'm, when I'm posting something, you know, what am I trying to get across, whether that's a funneling right. into online coaching or whether that's my on-site coaching or whatever it may be, selling, you know, a, a program, which could be, you know, a 30-day putting program, whatever, right. whatever it be, that's, definitely made a huge difference and really understanding how to get the best out of my social media. Yeah. So you need a CTA for everything. Uh, yeah. that, that's a big missing component for most coaches. You were far more advanced than where I'm people where they don't have a button of any sort mm-hmm. on, uh, their quote unquote website. But, um, I think this sounds brilliant and I guess what I would encourage you to do, well, let, let's, 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 let me reverse that. So we're going to have another call. Uh, not next yeah. week, but or no, yeah, next week we're doing back weeks is how I set it up. Yeah. So between now and then, what do you think you would want to put together or th- like, what kind of homework would you want to assign yourself in this process to kind of get yourself ready for the next call? Do you think? Well, I, I think the big thing is, is certainly around that team environment, um, okay. how that program would look, I think is, is the big one I've got to get. Okay pretty clear in my head I've been working on a lot of stuff over the last few months anyway in preparation for this but having a schedule in place where I mean we'll go over this with, with, with the guys when I arrive as well but this is what the program would look like these are what this is what you're getting out of your commitment your your annual commitment gives you this yes. this super practice the tournament once a month a short game session um, practice methods uh, inclusion in the coach now profile online support, all these extra benefits. I think that's that's where I'd see, okay, I'm going to do my individual coaching as well. That's always going to be part of what you're going to do as a coach. But this, I think, is is the big one where that would make a big difference and, and create something different to maybe what a lot of people are offering in general in, in coaching. Okay, perfect. So I think that's spot on. So what I would say is between now and when we talk next week, uh, what I'll be doing is I'll creating a space. I'll be creating a space for us. Uh, I'll be adding this video in what I would want you to do before we talk next time is come up with a, a slide deck. So either through Google slides or PowerPoint or keynote or whatever service that you provide or prefer, get it three to five slides yeah. of what you want this program to look like. And okay. I will encourage you to add, uh, real numbers to it, meaning what you want to charge, how big you want it to be, understanding that Cameron and team will have their own critiques on the pricing, but just go in with your own pricing set just for the, for this exercise, how big you think the program could be, meaning 30 kids, 50 kids at a certain point, there's going to be a a point where it's just not beneficial for the program to be that big because you're going to lose the ability to actually deliver a quality product. Yeah. Right. Talk about the pods, talk about, uh, the, the training that they're going to receive the extra bonuses that they're going to receive, kind of structure it in a way where it's really like we worked on in the blueprint Mm -hmm. where it's just a very obvious value stack of you in a normal session or a normal thing, you'd get this, but if you join this, you get this, 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 this. Yeah. So this as landing on a purchase page where you have to get them to make a buying decision and you're yeah. going to pick an enemy 
and the enemy is one hour lessons. Yeah. yeah. That, that is yeah. what all these parents are going to be advocating for because that's how things are done. Uh, maybe not as much in the Altus world. They might be already kind of brainwashed in the right way, but traditionally yeah, but parents are going, well, hours, I need an, he needs an hour lesson with you, Mark. She needs an hour yeah. on short game, whatever. So the enemy is that. And if you can make it clear that this, is, this doesn't have the data to back up where your goal orientation is or to get you there. And because of that, you're going to get all of this, right? Then it's a very clear separation. And, and a, a good yeah. example of this for us is similar. Our, our enemy is lessons. Our enemy is selling time for money. We provide yeah. the software and the education to help unlock your time and your income, right? That's yeah. how we're separating ourselves from Skillist or whoever else is out there that's trying to kind of catch up and in some ways verbatim copy us even in their email correspondence. But we're always <laughs> trying to stay a step ahead uh, in the way that we think and what we develop. And I think we will because uh, they're it's copying the biggest a lot of ways. Compliment there, Spencer. What's that? The biggest compliment when someone tries to uh, plagiarize. Yeah, and there's, there's like three or four companies that are literally ripping off the language <laughs> and the emails and the structure and everything. So it's, it's, it's a good thing. Yes, it's a good thing. Uh, but a, a good company that I, that I would encourage you to look at uh, for this exercise would be Mudwater. Okay. Uh, M-U-D, just like mud, and then W-A-T-R. And okay. they've done a brilliant job of making coffee the enemy. Okay. Okay. And they're great marketers. Uh, I never drank coffee anyway because I didn't even like it. Uh, but I love their drink for all the things that you'll learn about, uh, sustained okay. energy, not the jitters, all the stuff. So even though I didn't like coffee, I was already ready to go. Okay. But I, I think more and more in this crowded world, you have to pick a lane, as I've always said, mm -hmm. and make it very clear what you are. But I think even more so in your world, make it clear what you're not. Yeah. I'm not the one hour quick fix, traditional blah, yes. blah, blah, whatever. I am here yeah. to optimize your performance and in doing so, we're going to be highly efficient and you're going to be an autonomous athlete out there practicing and you're never going to go into a tournament confused or scared or whatever else. You know, these are some of the positioning yeah. statements you would have and why the old way of doing things is broken. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. So like a three to five, uh, uh, slide, yeah. deck slide deck and hopefully you know, by the end of us kind of kicking it back and forth a little bit, that'll be at least one pillar for you to stand on as a, a little bit of a, a, of a business model or a business pitch in a way when you go over there. Brilliant. Yeah, that's fab. I mean, that's exactly, that's exactly really what, what I wanted to get out of this is, am I going in the right direction? What's your, what you think is going to be, you know, beneficial? Um, it's going to stand out and, and create a bit of a niche, yeah. but what us sort of, getting the best out of the player as well. That's the most important thing, isn't it? Oh, you know? absolutely. Yeah. And I think, winner I think with that, with that formula, isn't it? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. And, and it's not that you don't the athlete first in any of these conversations, but I think no, far I, too yeah. often, far too often the coach is like 10 levels back just suffering while everybody else is achieving their goals. And that's, <laughs> I'm always going to stand on your side versus the athlete side in the beginning, Give but we're going to make sure that the offer is selling for everybody. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Awesome. Okay, I'll get on with that and then we can um, review it next week. Perfect. Yeah. And what I would say, just export it as uh, images. Yes. And then drop that into Coach Now. That okay. way, uh, 
we can do little like telestrations and voiceovers on the particular images. Okay, great. So you can do it as a main post and then maybe some replies underneath it. And then we can make some good comments on the, on the slides. You can also include the link to the actual deck as well, but uh, okay. it might be helpful to put it in as images. That's fine. Yeah, I'll do both. If I name you that way, it's fine. Beautiful, Mark. Well, I'm really, this is always, uh, it's my day to get to talk to, talk to you on this kind of stuff. Oh, top man. Thanks for your time, Spence. Really appreciate it. It's awesome. Great. We, uh, can we land on the same time next week? Does that work for you? Yeah, yes. That's good for me. Okay. I'll send, a, I'll send an invite over after we get off. Good, man. Thanks, Ben. Right. Have, a, have a great have night, a buddy. Day. Get back to Bye. the baby. Yeah, <laughs> See you we'll later. do. Bye. <laughs> See you, mate. Bye.